and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. There he goes, finally off to work. You know, it's been six months since his accident. He just got his new bike, was going to take it for a spin around the block. Some idiot looking at his phone ran a stoplight and plowed right into him. Steve was hurt pretty bad. Thank goodness he was wearing a helmet. And thank goodness for Schmidt Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at KansasCityLawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. Heading out on the open road is the perfect way to spend a beautiful day. Located deep in the heart of the Ozarks, Pulaski County, Missouri doesn't disappoint with its breathtaking scenic views. Some of the pit stops you need to check out as you make your way through the countryside include tributes to veterans and active armed forces members at Fort Leonard Wood, the John B. Mahaffey Museum Complex, Memorial Grove, Freedom Rock, and many more. Historic sites like the 1903 Courthouse Museum, the Old Stagecoach Stop, and the Rubidoux Spring Cherokee Campsite. The Bow and Barrel Sportsman Center, featuring an indoor gun and archery range. The Uranus Entertainment Complex, a truly out-of-the-world experience full of quirky finds and home to the most delicious fudge along the Mother Road. And some popular food and drink stops, including Home Plate Grill, 28 Shots Bar and Grill. Sweetwater Barbecue, The Tap on Route 66, Hopper's Pub, The Burger Stand, Piney River Tap Room, Route 66 Taco and Wings, and Sweet Peas Barbecue. Find more great places and plan out your ride at visitpulaskicounty.org. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is Randy Two-Fisted Lewis from Bike Works in Abana, Missouri. It's <laughs> Two-Fisted because he's got a bottle of beer in each hand. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Here I was going to be like, what's up, gutterball? Thinking you're shit-talking me, but I'll take that. Yeah. Well, you can go ahead with a gutterball, sure. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's appropriate. So have you had a good week? Yeah, man. Another week nonetheless. Same shit? Wake up? Oh, yeah. Rinse? Wash? Repeat? Yep, yep. So I lied to you last year. I'm back coaching football, even though I said, this is it. I'm done. So now we're into football stuff for the summer. So it's- if it's any consolation, when you told me that a little <laughs> voice in my head said bullshit. Yeah. He's full of shit. Yeah. 
But, you know, we're used to that. Fuck, it is what it is. Well, I got a good one for you this week that I think maybe uh, might uh, trip you up. Maybe not. What do I know? Have you ever heard of the motorcycle called the Hercules? I don't believe I have. It was uh, made in 74, one year only, in West Germany. And since you haven't heard about it, I won't ask you what was unique about that bike. So Mm. I will just flat out tell you it was the very first rotary engine-powered motorcycle. They claim it was the engine that killed everything it touched. Shoot, I can see that. History proves itself with all the other rotary engine designs. Exactly. It was uh, 882 cc, I think, uh, a little engine. Kind of looked like a jet engine. The little engine that could, huh? The little engine that could. Uh, Are you familiar with uh, rotary engines? Yeah. Wankles? Wankel, yeah. Yeah. Guy was a nut job. (laughs) Well, he was a Hitler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much so that he was actually canned from the Nazi party for being too radical. Holy crap. Get your head around that one. Holy crap. How does that even... I don't even know how that works or how that happens, but to the rescue, Hitler came out and pardoned him. <laughs> I told you, he was that. He was Hitler's right-hand guy. That's right. Well, he designed this uh, Wankel engine because, you know... When you're the designer, you can name it after yourself. I just think the name Winkle is hilarious. Yeah, it's a little bit suggestive, isn't it? <laughs> it kind of is for a sick person like me. Yeah. And they I made... mean, how would you like to how would you like to pull up to the spot and be like, Yeah, I'm out I'm the guy out there on that Winkle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't touch my Winkle. <laughs> Get off my Winkle. Everybody's I'm on a Vic, I'm on a Harley, I'm on whatever. Yeah, I ride that Winkle. That's right. Long and hard, baby. That makes you a man. <laughs> Um, the interesting thing about the, the rotary engines, they didn't have any vibration, smooth. Yeah. It's almost like a jet engine. Yeah. I mean, that's, in, it looks like a jet engine. In theory, that's what's one of the greatest things about it. You get combustion on every single stroke. There's no counterbalance to it. So there's no vibration on it. So the theory behind it is really cool. It's just, how do you make it work? Super, super efficient. It could make it work efficiently. The damn thing had a eight and a half to one compression ratio and, uh, but shit, Some, for the 70s, that was that was average compression ratio, honestly. Was it? Yeah. So, Maybe uh, and seven it spit and a half. gas, because it couldn't burn the gas because of that compression ratio. <laughs> yeah. So it spit gas out of the exhaust. I mean, nice. it was worse than two strokes. Nice. So the EPA probably loved the hell out of that. Especially in the 70s and 80s. That's when the EPA made all their, you know, become oh, exactly. the thing, you know. And if you've ever seen uh, one of these bikes or a video of it or something like that, it's like a blue cloud at any hmm. speed, at any gear, yeah, trailing like, behind you, like thinking, this guy's got problems. In fact, is you even had to, to mix the gas, yeah. you know, like a two-stroke, but it didn't have an oil tank. So you literally mixed it like you would for your weed eater or something. Yeah. Some of the companies experimented with the rotary engine. All of them failed miserably. There Some was a, big names too, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, Norton uh, made a cop bike, a police. It's uh, called the Interpol 2. Interpol. <laughs> Interpol. It, uh, they made that from 84 to 89. Did not last, of course, because of the engine. Um, there was a company called Van Veen, V-A-N-V-E-E-N. Sounds like a rock band. It does. It was a German company. They tried out a one called uh, the OCR 1000. Lasted a whole year, almost. And that was back in 77. They made a 996, you know, a thousand. Um, That's what I remember about all the all the brands that picked up this rotary engine 
like they didn't go a two year span is a long time. Mm-hmm. Like they were very, very short lived. They realized early we can't get this. There's only one company that I can think of that actually made the rotary engine like almost to perfection. It's a Mazda car is what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are freaking sought after now. Are are they high dollar cars now? Yeah. And like I've seen some tuner guys try to drag race them and they freaking make power. Like they are, for what they are, they're absolute handful. All the mail. Yeah. But that's the only engine that I can think of that ever was successful with a rotary. Hell, even Suzuki tried it. You probably haven't seen one. I actually remember this bike. It was called the RE5 from yeah. 74 to 76. Yeah, see, I'm just not a Suzuki fan. So it looked like the uh, the old Buffalo. Remember that bike? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had the rotary engine, and it was a 500cc. It was actually 497, but who's counting? And yeah. that failed, too. So that's why, you know, you say that it's the engine that killed everything it touched. So, you got to have some nuts to have to take on a project that has that pedigree. Exactly. It's going to put you out of business if you try, and you're like, eh, let's go ahead and it. started with the Nazis. But, you know, so did Volkswagen. (laughs) Ah, that is true, Volkswagen. Yeah, the people's, the Volkswagen, the people's car. Yep. So. Which is very true. Yeah. So, that's my tidbit of information. The wankle. Imagine you. Keep your hand off my wankle. Listen here, people. We always talk about everything. And here it comes. Leave it to Craig to bring up a wankle. Yeah. Out of everything we could talk about. You're pulling up wankles. That's right. <laughs> I want to see you on one. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to just see one. Yeah, it would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It just, you know, how often can you say, I wrote a wankle? Well, in your case, quite often. Ooh, burn! Nailed you, buddy! Shit, son. I like how you divert You cowboyed there. the wankle. I like how you divert there, yeah. knowing I'm going to be like, shit, you ride Winkles all the time. I had to get a, get, a, get it in out there first. People know. People know. Anybody listening is like, yeah, Craig's full of shit again. They don't know shit. They suspect, but they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theory out there. So as we record this, we had a little bit of rain last Thank night. God. Yeah. We went out to um, the dam and watch their annual fireworks display where they block off the dam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And put it out there. And it was, you can look over to your right and the black clouds were rolling in. Yeah. And you're thinking, man, we're going to get screwed. They started the display. It went like 20 minutes long. And no sooner did it finish, finish and we got in the car to leave, it deluged. That's perfect timing, man. That's great. That was awesome. We needed rain so freaking bad. It's just... Well, we're in a serious drought. And as everybody knows, it's my non-riding season. I do not, say what you will, I don't give a damn. When it's 100 degrees out. Fair weather rider. That's right. <laughs> I do not ride. Yeah. I mean, you can get warm in the winter. Oh, you can't dude. cool off in the summer. Man, I had to run some parts down this week. So I jump on. A good buddy of mine has got his bike up there doing a bunch of stuff, which is amazing about having great customers. He's like, hey, I'm going to be gone for a week or two. He's like, take that thing, ride it every single day. Ride it anywhere you want to go. So naturally, I was like, shit, I got to run to Buffalo, about 25 minutes away. So I jump on that prick, and I'm busting out. It's freaking Satan balls hot outside. They just put new asphalt down, so it's even hotter. That's worse. I get stuck behind a combine. Oh, hell's bells. For 10 miles stuck behind a combine. This is why I don't ride in the summer. God dang, I was fit to be tied. Yeah. 
So it finally turns off a half a mile from where I'm going. So then I'm like, all right, shit, let's, let's get in and get out. And I pull in and there's every freaking meth headed retard standing in O'Reilly's asking a trillion and one retarded questions. Mm-hmm. And of course the counter guy, I hate to hate to shit talk on them too much, but he's like, all right, you got to, you need some windshield wipers. Is that four wheel drive or two wheel drive? What? Is it an LX or is it an SE? And I'm like, oh my God, dude, just fucking get some wiper blades. Yeah. They're all the same size. <laughs> Pick out your length and grab it and go. Yeah. Yeah. So I finally get out, jump back on the bike. And by this time I'm out of the shop. So I'm already just like, shit, I got to get back. Got to get back. Got to get back. So I start smoking ass. Like I'm running 80, 90 miles an hour down 65, passing people as much as I can. Then I come up behind yet another combine heading the other direction. You lucky bastard. With a line of about 40 deep behind sure it. Sure, it wasn't the same guy that just waited for you to turn around and. <laughs> it's what return. it felt like. It's what it felt like. So now I'm like, I'm looking at avenues. I'm like, shit, just pass everybody on the shoulder. Just go. Just go. Which I didn't. So then That's I get. That's so unlike you. It, it really is. It, it kind of is. You're getting old. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, it's not my bike either. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, middle of the day go for a motorcycle ride. I come back sweating balls, like just feel like I'm just absolutely drenched. Even running 90 down 65, like there's no escaping. It's suffocating heat. Yeah. So I understood why you're like, I don't ride in this. And I'm like, well, that geriatric mother trucker, he might pass out riding down the highway and something like this. I've never been one to want to ride in the, the searing heat. I mean, people always say, well, Aren't you man enough or something like that? But they're the same people that look at me when it's, you know, 20 degrees out and I'm riding and they're going, how you're, the hell do you die? Yeah. You're crazy. You're a tough son of a bitch riding out yeah. here. Well, yeah. make up your fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> Pick one. Stick to it. Yeah. A couple months out of the year, I'm the biggest pussy. A couple yeah. months out of the year, I'm the biggest man. That's right. Yeah. So coming back last night from the uh, fireworks display and it was just pouring. I mean, the kind of porn where... You got your windshield wipers going so as fast as they can. It's still not helping. Still can't see. Yeah, yeah. still can't see. Yeah. And uh, Cindy said, you know, I've always been told the first rain out of a long dry spell, it's greasy, slippery, mm. which is true because then the oil comes to the yeah. surface and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of oil on the road. She says, because it's slick. Uh, riding in the rain has never bothered me. I mean, that's why God invented towels. But they got yeah. like special tires, don't they? Or it's not necessarily special tires, but what I see a lot of... Well, yeah, what do you do to... If you ride in a rain a lot, say you live in the Pacific Northwest or some it. country, we have a lot of listeners from uh, Finland. Oh, and, wow. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I don't understand it, but, you know, yeah. places that are, are wet a lot. Mm-hmm. So what can you take so into factor? Tire selection in, in those conditions is very key. Um, what I don't particularly like in the rain is straight tread stuff. So you remember the old nostalgic tires that are literally just like the Avon Speedmaster where they're just yeah. straight grooves? Yeah. So those inherently don't do as well. And I get I get myself into this spot with customers just not necessarily knowing. So this is kind of off topic, but it'll bring it back full circle. So just bear with me here for a second. So the tread pattern on your rear tire, it looks different from your front. So more times than not, when I put a set of tires on, everybody's always like, hey, you mounted the front tire backwards because it looks different from the tread pattern, the direction on it, on the back tire. I'm like, no, I didn't. And they'll argue. And finally, I get irritated. I'm like, look, 
Here's the freaking rotation mark on your tire. It's going that way. So your front tire is by design, the V goes out. So any water under the center of the front tire gets pushed to the sides. Helps it cut through the water a little bit. Helps it channel away from it so that you don't get that kind of hydroplane or... It's you like these tires you, that have the, like the, the tread is like a curve and it shoots them out. Yeah, so to speak. So the front tire is designed to shed water outward. The back tire, it's a little bit different. Um, not entirely for sure because you would think, all right, well, let's shed as much water out as we possibly can. But with the front tire, in my opinion, is is most important because you can, I can control and most people can control a rear end slide. Like say you lock up the back brakes. You can control that. You can control the back end moving a little bit, but you can't necessarily control the front end because no matter what you do, you push it too much in the opposite direction. So say like in a car, you hydroplane and it lifts and kind of gets squirrely. Well, you got four tires. It's easy. You're not going to flip up. You get that front tire that hydroplanes and there's no connectivity to the road. So steer wise, you can't push it anywhere. You can't make it go where you want it to go. But with the back, because the front's connected and it's kind of on a pivot point, you can control a slide out of the back wheel. So tire selection, in my opinion, is super, super key if you're riding in wet weather stuff constantly. I uh, typically try to buy really good tires anyway, and I, I pimp them out and promote them. I'm like, hey, man, you only got two tires. Stop buying these junk $50 tires that don't last, that don't wear. They're Half the time, they don't balance out super, super well. So I usually pick a good, like a V-tread is what it is, where it starts in the center, runs all the way out to the side. So that's, as far as tire selection, that's that's kind of what I like as far as Do you have goes. a go-to brand that you like that consistently puts out a, a good quality tire? So there's two that come to mind. There's a lot of good brand tires out there. For wet weather and overall performance, I'm not a huge fan of the Avon Cobras. There's too few tread pattern, like tread grooves on it. I feel like they're a little bit too slick. Now they're great for if you're really banging out corners because you have a lot of contact patch. And then it really gets differentiated on what bike you're riding. Is it a heavy bike? Is it a light bike? You know, what is it? What is it that you're riding? But my top two brands right now are the Dunlop American Elites and the Metzler Cruise Techs. I really like that Cruise Tech over the Marathon 888 that Metzler sells. Relatively the same. The Cruise Tech has a little bit more grooves in it, and they're a little stickier. They're not quite as hard as the Marathon. Right. Now, the Marathon is in, by design, usually lasts more miles. Really designed more for a heavier bike, in my opinion. In the late 90s, early 2000s, that's every chopper had a Metzler Marathon on it. It's just what it was. They were the only brands making those big, wide-ass tires at the time. It still looked attractive. But that Cruise Tech, I absolutely love that Metzler Cruise Tech tire. Yeah, I, I've always uh, been a fan of Dunlop, and I've always ran the E3s. I've got a peculiar rear tire size. Leastwise, it seems peculiar. They're, they're difficult to find. Of course, Dunlop doesn't make the E3s anymore. I had real good luck with that brand. They last forever. Yeah, what's but your, the Metzler, it's the rear tire we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Victory's just weird. Like, say on their... On As their are new, the riders. On their new Indians. 
Okay, the Indian. Yeah, Polaris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <clears throat> Four-wheeler brand. Making motorcycles. Uh, and making good ones, too. Your rear tire is a 180-60-16 standard. Well, Harley's is a 180-65-16. Well, of course, naturally, everybody makes them for a Harley. We'd be stupid not to. But they not everybody makes that 180-60-16. So what I've been doing is just telling people, like, look... You're not going to change your speedometer. You're, it's not going to change much of anything. Just put that Harley 180-65-16 on it. And it works perfectly fine. And through the drought of some tires, like I couldn't get a 180-60-16. And it's very selective on what brand. So if a guy wants a different brand, they just don't make that tire size. But they make it for a Harley. So I typically put a 180-65-16 on it. And the rider probably doesn't notice any difference. Hell no. Couldn't Never. tell you there was any difference. Unless I tell them, they have no idea, truthfully, which I typically always tell them. Like and I the say, Speedo stays accurate? Yep, yep. There's not much of a change at all. So that's another thing. If you have a kind of an oddball bike or it's got a different size on it, you're going to be cut down on brand selection with tires because not every brand makes every single size for whatever reason. Yeah. That's well, they got to go where the is. money is. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the small metrics, though. I think it's a 170-80-15 or a 180-70-15, I think is what it actually is. Big, tall sidewall, wide tire on a 15-inch rim. Like, shit, hardly any manufacturers make a 15-inch rim anymore. So those are cut way back down. It's usually the Dunlop D404, which in my opinion is a shit tire. Super lightweight. It's designed for small metric bikes. But I see a lot of people put that on a larger bike, the D404, because it's cheap. Like my cost on that tire, say that 180, 70, 15, is like 70 or 80 bucks. You're talking about 70 or 80 dollars for a motorcycle tire where the average on that size is about 140 or 150 dollars for a good brand tire. The damn tire that I'm trying to look at is, you know. Over 200. Over almost 300. It's a Metzler Marathon. Yeah. Those have always yielded a high retail price ever since, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. They've always been a higher price than everybody else. And I don't mind. But it's like I, we've talked about before. I don't want to go skimp or cheap on two things, batteries and tires. Yeah. Yeah. Screw that. I'll, I'll pay top dollar. I'll tell you what I've had a bad run of is freaking inner tubes lately. Fancy that. Like I've put typically by drag specialties. Um, a thick mill inner tube for about everything that I could possibly get it for. In the past couple months, I've literally had two separate occasions where the inner tube just ate itself. One, a guy literally comes in on a fat boy or a soft tail slim is what it was. I put two new tires on it, two new inner tubes, installed it exactly the same way that I've been installing them for years. I ride it up and down the highway. I always ride it up to at least 100 miles an hour to check balance and check how everything works. Because some places when you get on the interstate, you will see those speeds. Yes, it's, it's a wobble or something. Yeah, exactly. Or the balance be way up. Balance might be great up to 60 or 65, but then you bridge the 80 or mark and it, it kind of has a vibration or whatever. So I always check it up to that as much as I can. This particular guy comes in, drops it off. I call him say, hey, it's all ready to go. Rock and roll. Let's go pick it. Come pick it up. Rides six miles. Both tires are almost dead flat. Now, granted, I've already rode this bike. I've put probably four or five miles on it. Speeds up to almost 100 miles an hour. 
It sat out in my shop for a couple hours before he came back and picked it up. And then he gets on it and goes six miles. How do you account for that? I have no idea. They go down a dirt road with a lot of rocks? Nope. Just down 65 Highway. So from my shop to Preston. Calls me and says, hey man, both my tires are like flat, going flat. Okay, that's a little bit weird and odd. I said, there's an air compressor there at Bullseye. Just air it up. Get it back to me. By the time he gets back, they're almost flat again. And I'm freaking like, what the, you know, what the F happened? Pull it. Luckily, I have different, more tubes. Jack it up, pull them off. Both the inner tubes, the valve stem ripped out. And it wasn't, so I've seen that if you use, so there's two, on Harleys, there's two different styles. There's center valve and side valve is what it is. It's just a little bit of pitch. I've seen it do that if you take a center valve inner tube and stick it into a side valve wheel. I've seen that happen a little bit. There's just so much flex and torsion on it and it wrinkles right there. Not the case. Like these were side valve rims, side valve tubes. Didn't over tighten anything. Both of them rip out. So I'm, you know, eating crow here and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what the hell happened or why. Throw two new tubes in it, perfectly fine. Then recently, and in fact, two weeks ago, guy comes in with an older heritage, having a bunch of issues, you know, changed the charging system, done a full service on it, put a new back tire, new back tube on it. Same damn situation. I put the rear tire on it, new tube, run it 100 miles an hour. That bike sits in my shop for three days while I'm waiting on the charging system to show up. Not an issue one. He comes, I get it fixed. He comes, picks it up. Like I said, we're doing road construction at this time. He rides it to Buffalo, which is about... 18 miles. Eight, I was going to say 18 to 20 miles. Gets to the first gas station and it's just acting weird. Pulls in, tires flat. He calls me and I'm like, what? Again, just completely enamored that how in the hell is this even possible, right? Is this a specific brand of inner tube? Uh, that one was. I, I think that that's kind of where my problem was is that particular brand. So I've since, you know, started making sure I'm buying high mill, you know, high end tubes, which we live in a poor community. So one inner tube is like 18 bucks. This other inner tube is like 35, 40 bucks almost. So that's kind of where it's a little bit selective. So anyway, I'm like, holy shit. I said, that bike's been sitting here for three days. No issues. Never went down. You know, everything's been good. I'm not for sure why this has happened. So it's like five o'clock on a Saturday. I'm supposed to be at my mother-in-law's family reunion. So that side of her family supposed to be there. My wife is like, you should have been here hours ago. I thought you were getting off early. And I'm like, yeah, well that doesn't work all the time. So I smoke ass home, get my truck and trailer, haul ass to Buffalo, air the tire up as best as I can, get it on the trailer, bring it back and go do all that bullshit. Next day, I'm a day off, run it into the shop and jack it up, pull it apart. And I mean, that tube is like liquid rubber in there. It's twisted. It's it's just hot as shit. It got so hot that it bubbled the inside of the tire. It was just that what bad, that fuck? fast. Yeah. You don't use those tubes anymore then? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You care not. to say what brand it was? It's either Milwaukee Twins or V-Factor. I can't remember. A bigger brand that's kind of coming up right now. You know, when people bitch about the price. Not from Taiwan, so... Yeah, it probably is actually. I don't know. I think V Factor says it's American made, but I guarantee it's not. So I try to hit price points for certain people, and unfortunately, it bites me in the ass sometimes. 
Sometimes people have a hard time getting their head around it. You go cheap, it's ended up costing you a lot more in the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. So it, it really does. This one, this particular one cost me, you know, on the tire I put on it was about a, almost a $200 tire. And then the tube was about 20 bucks, but now I'm out my time. So afterwards I run up the grab it, pull it back. I had to replace the rear tire and the rear tube again. And of course, because it was something I put in there, I didn't charge them any extra for it. It was just, Hey man, I'm terribly sorry about what happened. This is what I done. This is everything's brand new again with higher end stuff. So he paid for the cheap stuff, ended up with the higher end stuff. Worked out for them. Yeah, it really worked out for them for sure. But for whatever reason, I'm seeing such huge manufacturing defects and stuff like that lately. And it's just got me irritated like crazy. Well, it'll only go so long before they start, you know, losing business. And you know what? I hope so. I hate to say that about another company because, you know, I'm the type of guy that's like, hey, man, everybody can get a piece of the pie. You know, don't infringe on what I'm doing and I'm not going to infringe on what you're doing. But with that, there's but such if, what a... if what if what they're doing is infringing on what you're doing? Exactly. It, it, with motorcycles, it's already perceived to be ridiculously dangerous as it is. So you're going to cut your costs so you can make a higher profit yield. But on the backside of that, it's like you're putting people's lives at risk here by being a cheap-ass manufacturer. Or manufacturing things cheaper to save you a little bit of money so that you can hit a different market. Well, here's a question out of pure ignorance. Um, this Milwaukee Tire Tube Company, being they have the name Milwaukee, they're trying to pick up on Harley Davidson. Yeah. But they're not the same. No, no. Completely different entities. Yes, very much so. But they're trying to market to I would that. Have, I would assume so, yeah. So, you know, read the fine print. Yeah. It, I'm sure on the box somewhere it said, caution, this is a shitty tube. <laughs> I don't know about that. A lot of people don't realize that there's different mills. And I, what I talk about mills is the, the thickness. thickness. Yeah, exactly. So you can get a thin tube or you can get a thick tube. Used to, they'd always brand them as heavy duty with the thicker. But I pay attention to little shit like that. Well, it's going to start turning a little bit cooler here. Not too awful long, another month. Uh, start making it riding season. Have you got a thing in the back of your head where you want to ride? Oh, wait, you can't. You're coaching football. <laughs> I'm a dirty Shit. son of a bitch. Yeah. When you guys are out showing off in the middle of the day and running to the bars, I'm working. So I hustle while you party and then I play while you dream is what it is. So when you're at home, tucked in your bed, nice and tight, hugging your pillow, I'm the guy out there beating up the streets, pissing everybody off because... You're the guy that drives by and goes, that son of a bitch. So <laughs> damn loud. He's yep. waking me up. Yep, that's me. Damn kids. I'm your huckleberry. Yeah. I think one of the rides that I'm going to take, uh, the first rides is, I told you before, I wanted to rediscover all of the rides that I had on Ozark Rides and go through and check out all of the Missouri Mills. Yeah. The old timey. Yeah, Mills. Cool. Just spent a couple of days doing that. I think that'd be wise for you. Yeah, because it's old timey. Yeah. Things yeah. are broke down and don't work anymore. You could run about 25 miles an hour, stop every 20 minutes to take a piss, change your diaper, take your pills. It'd be great time for you. Yeah. Talk to some old man sitting in his All overalls. of that is applicable except the diaper part. It's bullshit. Yet. Bullshit. Yet. I've seen uh, you with a mamper on. A, a what? A mamper. 
a mamper, oh, a pamper. Pampers for men. Man, pampers <laughs> for men. Uh, yeah. Just to clarify, he has not. <laughs> I'm not saying that maybe that day won't come someday. Oh, man. Like it will for most people, but yeah. not yet. I tell you what I want to do is I would have, a long time ago, going down to Fayetteville, we went through, we went down to Salem That's Springs. a town in Arkansas. Yes. What, you <laughs> forget your memory or what? For those of us. <laughs> okay, okay. For those of us outside the county. Blues Bikes and Barbecue. There you rally. go. So we went over in, I think it's 85 Highway that, yep. that runs south into Salem Springs out of Missouri. Sure. Whatever it is. We'll go with that. Anyway, I absolutely loved that ride. So I think I want to take that one again. And there's, a, I want to say that there's a little cave bar down there. Uh, is it, it's not Festus, is it? You know, I've never been there, but I was sitting here thinking, I've heard of that several times, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of out of the way for where people talk about it. This is more towards the Western side and Silent Springs sits right, almost right on the border from Arkansas to Oklahoma. My favorite way to get in Arkansas is going across the ferry, Peel Ferry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. 125. You know, (laughs) you know, you're like football to me. Oh yeah. The football is to you. I keep saying that son of a bitch ain't coming back. <laughs> and yet there he sits. There he is. There he is. Now, Peel Ferry is fun as shit. Yeah, it is. I don't know why. I don't care who is. you are. That's a good ride, yeah. 125. But uh, I try to stay off the highways as much as humanly possible. Yeah. There's nothing in it for me. Do you jump Unless on I need to get home and change my, what do you call it, mampers? Your mamper. Yeah. yeah. Mamper. Yeah. Do you get on 125 out of like Fairgrove or do you go all the way down to Rogersville and take it? Yeah, that's the town, Fairgrove, uh, south on 65. Yeah, yeah. And you cut across there at Fairgrove, and I go all the way down that way. Then when I get south of Sparta, uh, mm. get into Oldfield. There's a little old-timey yeah. community there. It's just a post office anymore. Yeah, like a And lot take of what I call the Oldfield Loop. Look it up on the website, mm-hmm. and uh, you get over there on that Oldfield Loop. is quite possibly... Absolutely, one of the top five motorcycle rides in the, in the whole area. That's saying a lot. That is saying a lot, particularly if you ride it during the season where the leaves are turning. Yeah, yeah. God dang! No, it's pretty when you go through these roads that are uh, tunneled with yeah, trees. Trees. That's that's. What don't I'm, tell me you don't like that. I know you do. Yeah. If it's got trees that can't be the road. Yeah. Man, I just absolutely love that for what Yeah, it's like riding through a kaleidoscope. Well, I think that's going to have to cut it because, you know, you got stuff to do. Yeah. Wife's out of town. Yeah. Now you can work. <laughs> no shit. Just, no. Oh, there think. is one thing I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Your daughter's motorcycle, the Sportster, is that what it is? Yep, it is. What's the status on that? Because she's going to have her ticket here pretty soon. Yeah, too soon, actually. Yes. I'm actually going to start ordering a bunch of parts for it here in the next month or so. So I've got a sizable amount of stuff I have to order. So I'm going to start building the engine. She's still into it? Oh my God, yeah. So she's going to be 15 this October. And naturally, we're looking for a car. She can get her permit for that. Yes. So she's looking at cars, but she's also like, hey, what about the bike? What about the bike? We can ride. I could ride the bike Mm -hmm. and we could find a car later. I'm like, God dang. All right. I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. So now now the rush is on. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll just cut it off there, and we appreciate you listening. Uh, you can always go over to OzarkRides.com and check out some of the maps uh, that are available to you. And, of course, until next time, we hope that you ride safe and keep it on two wheels. 